going NFL fans I'm Connor McCarthy here for the Gold Go podcast we aren't joined by Kevin Haswell today Kevin has a lot on his plate right now and he's got to focus on some things so we wish him all the best of luck today I'm joined by Blake Pace Blake Pace is a writer for Signal Caller Central which is also a blog that I write for it's a NFL quarterback and college quarterback based website uh, Blake is also a writer for Jamie's The Breeze which I am also a part of so how you doing today Blake not bad. Keep can play. I'm excited to get started with this. All right. Let's get right into it, man. All right. All right. So first topic of the day, are the Eagles the best team in the NFC? I'm going to start with you, Blake. I got to say yes. You know, they're sitting with the best record in the NFL. Offensively, they're fifth in the league total offense, fourth in rushing yards per game, and ninth in passing yards. Carson Wentz, to me, is the MVP of the NFL so far. Quarterback rating of 104, fourth amongst qualified quarterbacks. They've got the fourth, fourth most yards on the year and leads the league with 17 touchdowns. His ability to stay in a tight pocket, escape when he needs to, throw under pressure or on the run makes him impossible to scheme against. Then I also look at the running backs. LeGarrette Blunt apparently is a downfield runner now. 5.0 yards per carry. He's looked completely different than what he was used in New England. Wendell Smallwood has been useful in both the running and passing games. And now on the defense, pass defense isn't great. The rush defense makes up for it. You know, allowing 67 yards per game, 15 players with 10 total tackles or more, and they're ninth in the league in sacks. Well, I just want to say, we'll go into that defense. The defensive line for the Eagles is just ridiculous, in my opinion. Like, uh, I think Chris Collinsworth, the announcer, was saying the other day, they're all former first-round, second-round picks. There's mm-hmm. so much talent on that line, and they just eat up players. You saw against the Redskins last week. The Redskins were able to hold them off for a little bit, but come to the fourth quarter, they're, they're lightning. You can't do anything about it. That's going to be a huge help for them, and that kind of hides some of their weaknesses in the secondary. It definitely plays a role. And like you were saying about Wentz, Wentz is incredible. I mean, he's showing so much ability this year. I thought he was going to be a stud when he came out last year, and he's just proved me right. I mean, uh, that throw he had when he was falling down, when he was getting taken down, I've never seen anything like it. I'm a Redskins fan. It ripped my soul out. It ripped my soul out. (laughs) The one play where he escaped the sack was more lucky, but that play was legit. Also, he completed that long bomb, and that's the longest throw in the past two years that's been cleated in the air. I saw that stat. That's ridiculous. I think Nelson Aguilar is starting to show his ability this year. He wasn't showing it last year, but right now he's starting to uh, develop chemistry with Wentz. Ertz is finally showing the dominant force he's been. We've seen in spurts over his career that he can be dominant, but this year he's really taken on that role. He has five TDs already. Alshon Jeffrey isn't playing to expectations right now, but obviously there's room for him to uh, grow in this offense because he has proven ability. So I'm, 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 I'm a high on the Eagles horse right now, and I hate to admit it. Yeah, and you know, looking at the other teams in the NFC right now, you know, there's been some inconsistency on the offense with the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton looks like himself for a few weeks and then kind of disappears. Seattle's offense is a mess with their offensive line. They can't get things going that well. And then also Minnesota, you know, maybe if Sam Bradford, Bradford or Teddy Bridgewater can come back, that can add some spark. Their offense has been great so far, but it's a little inconsistent given Case Keenum is their quarterback. And they right now have a better defense to me than 
than the Cowboys, than the Los Angeles Rams, and the New Orleans Saints. So I think that kind of puts them above all these other competitors in the NFC. Well, you just touched up on all the teams I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about the Rams first off. I think they'd have the biggest shot of being the NFC contender, but you look at them, they lost to the Redskins, and the Redskins have lost twice to the Eagles already. So you don't know. I think the Rams are a great team. Don't get me wrong. I think that I'm very high on them as well, but I think the Eagles are more complete all around. The Seahawks may have a shot, but the thing is their offensive line is still terrible, and the Eagles' defensive line is going to feast on them if they exactly. play each other. That's my opinion in that situation. Like you said, with the Minnesota, the quarterback situation scares me a lot. They have three quarterbacks right now that are all pretty decent quarterbacks. I mean, Casey Keenum at the bottom of that, he's more of a backup. Bradford, Bridgewater, who knows what's going to happen with them. I'm not saying those guys aren't talented enough to get the win, but that type of controversy is not good for a clubhouse. And I'm telling you, that could uh, play a big role coming in the future. Exactly, and, and even in their in their, in Philadelphia's main concern with their secondary, they're still banged up a little. Uh, you know, they traded for the start, stud quarterback from Buffalo. He has an ankle injury. He's getting back into things. So I think while they did lose their left tackle this past week for the season, huge. Yeah, that's a big loss. But I think that on the defensive side, they'll get more healthy as the year, and their secondary will improve. Just more time spent together on the field. Peters and Hicks are obviously players that these guys like really like, and obviously losing them for this amount of time is going to play a huge factor. But I still think overall they have enough depth to get around it and everything. I think they have enough overall talent just to – and I, right now the whole NFL, I think this has been one of the years where teams are really close to each other. There's a lot of teams that are in contention, so many mm-hmm. teams that are playing well right now. I mean, I don't think I, – I know the Eagles are 3-0 and in the division already, but they have to play the Cowboys twice still. Don't forget about that. And the Cowboys can have their number occasionally. Mm-hmm. And if they're starting to play right, if Zeke is still on the field, if we don't know what's going on with that, and the way Dak Prescott's been playing – who knows? Exactly, yeah. All right, so I'm going to go on to our next pre- target, our, uh, topic right now, and that's who's – if you were going to pick a young quarterback right now, who would you pick to uh, to start your franchise? So this one off for you. I took the last one. Let's hear what you got first. Okay, I got you. Well, I'm going to go I, – I would say Wentz would be my favorite right now, but we just talked a lot about him. So I'm going to go with a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about that, that much right now and how well he's played. I'm going to go with Jared Goff. I know he had a lot of criticism over the offseason. I mean, he was not playing well. I mean, he threw in seven starts, threw through 1,089 yards, only had five touchdowns to seven interceptions, and a 54.6 completion percentage. Everybody was labeling as a bust already, even in Jeff Fisher's horrible offense he had in the system and all the controversy that was going on over there. But I'm going to go ahead and say I- I'm very impressed with Wentz this season. He has 1,719 yards. He has t- nine TDs and four interceptions, almost and 60% completion percentage, almost reversing his trend from last year. And the main thing that impressed me was he had all this, nobody believed him. And it seemed like nobody believed him outside his clubhouse. But McVay was come, came in and saw his ability, and he's made the offense more tailored to him and showed off his strengths. And I think that Goff showed a lot of grit in the way he's handled the situation. Yeah, and so when I was thinking about this, I didn't really just go with the past two drafts as young quarterbacks. I went a few years back in. And I had some some definite no's. I categorized them into tiers of which I considered guys that I would want as my franchise quarterback. Guys that I haven't seen enough from yet. Deshaun Watson, Trubisky, Deshaun Kaiser. Definitely, I don't think yeah, he'll be I don't yes think Deshaun Kaiser is going to be relevant by <laughs> yeah, next exactly. year, I'll be honest. Uh, Pat Mahomes on the bench for Kansas City. You haven't seen him play yet. And I'm going to just talk a little about Jared Goff because I also don't think that he's really going to be a, you know a top 10 quarterback in this league throughout his career. I think he's more in that 10 to 15, 10 to 17 kind of range as a guy. He doesn't have all the physical tools that some of these quarterbacks I'm going to talk about soon do. He does have Sean McVay as his offensive coordinator and Todd Gurley as his running back and some great receivers and a decent offensive line. So I think that really helps him out. Yes, his improvement has been tremendous over the past year. I mean, he, he looked awful last season with uh, Jeff Fisher. Oh, he did. But now with 
with Sean McVay, it's definitely elevated him. I just don't know if I trust him as a to have all the physical tools as some of these top quarterbacks in the league. Some of the guys that I was considering but aren't my top, uh, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota, not the best thrower. He relies too much on his running ability, and that doesn't translate well in later in the season when the game's close on the line in the fourth quarter. Jameis Winston, he has the build of a franchise quarterback. If you watched HBO's Hard Knocks last year, he's, he's a great leader. The team loves him. The only thing that's really scary about him is his decision-making. He makes some terrible throws sometimes, and it costs him games. So I, I look at him. He needs to know what to do when he needs to know when to take a sack, when to throw the ball away. His decision-making needs to improve, and then maybe he can get there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's on my list here. He's right behind uh, Carson Wentz for me. Dak, I trust him in this offense. This year, he has looked like the guy. He, last year, it was a lot relied on Zeke, but this okay. year... With Zeke's, um, not inconsistencies, but he's got trouble off the field and stuff like that, Dak has shown that he can be the leader on this team. But at the same time, this year, people said, oh, well, he's going to slump off this year a little. He already has as many interceptions as he did all last year. He's 19th in the league in completion percentage. I believe that he can be the franchise quarterback for that for that team. I just don't know if he's going to be 10 years now we're talking one of the yeah. best in the league. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and say that. If you've watched the podcast before, I've never, I haven't always been the biggest fan of Dak Prescott. Honestly, last year I thought it was a fluke. I thought it was offensive line and creation and everything. I have to give the man a little bit of respect this year because he's playing with some more adversity than the last year. The offensive line doesn't look the same at times. I mean, he's making plays. He's doing above. That's where I was. Last year, I just thought he was just doing the, bare, the minimum and it was working out great because of talent around him. This year, I've seen him make more plays, and he's doing more for his team. And so I'm going to give him more respect. Do I think, like you said, is he going to be a top 10 quarterback for the next five, six years? No, I think he's going to fall off. I think he's going to be back more in the middle of attack, middle of the pack. But he's proven that he can be a starter. I think that he's proven that so far, and that's what's impressed me. But you've been talking about some older guy, a little bit older, not really. But, like, one guy that isn't even a starter that I'd love to see on the field is Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll be honest. That guy has impressed me since the day he started throwing the football in the NFL. I was there for his first ever preseason game against the Redskins, and he came out and looked amazing. He was throwing balls everywhere. I, I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I think this guy is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league that's not playing. He definitely should be, and I think that if he gets his chance, he'll be one of the top starters in the NFL. Yeah, and it's interesting because – Teams are interested in him. Teams want to trade for him. The Colts mm-hmm. ended up with Jacoby Brissett. Um, they, teams tried getting Garoppolo. Oh, they all. The thing that's going to be interesting to see is when Garoppolo's contract comes up this year. It'll see if the Patriots believe in him. He's due to come out off their books this year, and he's going to be a free agent. Now, how do they feel about Tom Brady, and how do they feel about Garoppolo fitting into their system? Bill Belichick can make quarterbacks look great. He's done a great job at developing backup quarterbacks and sending them elsewhere. And sometimes they haven't had the best careers. If he stays in New England, I think he can reach that uh, that potential. But it'll be interesting to see if he ends up elsewhere, what his career pans out like. Well, I mean, like you said, I, sometimes we overhype backups because we see them in preseason games or limited starts, and they play really well, and then people overpay them. Look at Brock Osweiler, look mm-hmm. at Matt Flynn back in the day, yep. paying them way too much for these guys. But I personally think Jimmy Garoppolo is the real deal, and that's why Belichick wants to hold on to him so much. He's mm-hmm. not willing to trade him, even though I think he actually believes Brady could play for another three to four years. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's holding on to Garoppolo. But I'm going to go ahead and transition to our next topic. So the Jaguars and Titans are currently tied for first in the AFC South with four and 4-3 record. Texas is right behind them at 3-3, three and three, and the Colts are 2-5. and five. Who do you think is winning the South this year? Winning the AFC South, I'm going to have to go with the Houston Texans. 
you know, I look at the rest of the league. I think the Indianapolis Colts are at the bottom of that division. Yes. Without Andrew Luck playing, terrible offensive line. They just lost probably their best player in the secondary so far, Malik Hooker, their rookie. Um, they lost him for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. You know, the, the Titans, you just saw last week in their close loss, in their close win to the Browns in overtime, Marcus Mariota is not the same quarterback when he has to stay in the pocket. You know, they can't rely on him to just sit back. He needs to be able to move out of the pocket. And his hamstring is banged up, and the defense also hasn't looked as good. Jacksonville, I think, is the second best team in that division. Their defense is unbelievable. You've already seen what they've done, what they did last week to Indianapolis, what they did in week one, 10 sacks in both of those games. It, it, it's unbelievable what their defense can do, but I cannot count on Blake Bortles as a quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I think that will go down as potentially the worst top three pick in NFL history. Oh. I, and, 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 so, and so with Houston, I think that the coaching staff is the best in that division. I think Bill O'Brien knows how to make things work. That defense is legit, even though they have lost two of their best players. I still believe in them. Deshaun Watson has had a great past few weeks. I don't know if he can continue with that, but I think he'll do well enough to come out atop that division. Well, I'm going to say most of the division you said I'm pretty much agree with, but I'm going to say that it's the Jaguars' division to lose right now. And like you said, that defense has been amazing. And it reminds me a lot of what the Broncos did the year that they won the Super Bowl when Peyton Manning was struggling and everything like that. The only difference is I think the Jaguars have a better run game than they have right now. Obviously, Blake Bortles, even as bad as Peyton Manning was playing, (laughs) I'd still pick that Peyton Manning over what Blake Bortles is because he scares, I don't know, every five games he has an amazing game, then the other three it's like 100 yards and two picks. Nobody knows. But I I like what the Jaguars are doing. They realize that Blake Bortles is the person that's holding them back. So they've been limiting him so much. I know there was one game where he only had 14 pass attempts for less than 100 yards. They still won by, like, 20 points. It's because they kept giving the ball to Fournette. They know what they need to do. They have Chris Ivory back there. Even TJ Yeldon just stepped up when Fournette was at. He had a great game. So I think the Jaguars have a real shot here. Now they have a shot past that because their quarterback isn't good enough. No, I think they have a shot at winning the division and definitely the playoffs. The Texans, I have to say, overall, with their quarterback and everything like that, I think they're the best overall team. But I just don't know if they're going to be able to come back from after the losses of J.J. Uh, Watt and Merciless. I mean, those are two big hits on their defense. I know their defense is still solid, but if Sean Watson starts hitting a rookie wall, this team could go downhill pretty fast. So I think it's the Jaguars' division to lose right now. I think they have the most talent, especially on the defensive side. I don't think the Titans, uh, they're so up and down. Like you said, Mariota not being able to get out of the pocket, he doesn't look the same at all. I mean, he didn't put up much against the Browns. He even missed a couple throws. I know Delaney Walker could have had a couple touchdowns that game. Mm-hmm. The Mariota just missed. Uh, and the Colts are the Colts. No yeah. luck, no Colts. I'm sorry. And, and, and so with the Jaguars, Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone have done a great job at disguising Blake Bortles. Now, Blake Bortles had a great game against Indianapolis. As a longtime Colts fan, I can tell you that secondary is among the worst in the league. Oh, and Blake Bortles can light them up every time because they're that bad. He can't do that against the other defenses in this division to me. I think that the secondary of Houston can have his number. I think that their defense is is great, and Doug Marone has done a great job. I just don't know how against versatile offenses such as Houston in a playoff scenario or, say, a, a division-winning scenario against that offense and the play calling of Bill O'Brien, I don't know if they'll be able to get that done. You know, it's funny. Bortles, it's like every once in a while he decides, I'm going to have a great game today. And it doesn't matter whose defense it is out there. 
he destroyed the Ravens' defense in Jackson in London. Mm-hmm. I know there was some of the things happening his way, but he threw for four touchdown passes. I mean, three Mercedes Lewis touchdown passes against a defense that was leading the league in interceptions and turnovers during that time. Mm-hmm. So it's just occasionally Bortles has that ability, but his mechanics are bad, like they've been talking about over the past couple of years. And it's just not meant for consistency. And that's all Jacksonville needs right now. Mm-hmm. If they had Alex Smith, a guy like that, let's say right now, I think Jacksonville's a Super Bowl contender. Oh, yeah. And like they've been saying, they've been connected to Eli Manning. A lot of people are saying, oh, they want to get Tom Coffin come over to Eli. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think that he'd be a good fit in the system. I think that that would, once again, put him in the Super Bowl contention. I think this is, uh, once again, NFL league that is wide open right now. And there's a couple teams that are missing one or two parts that could just push them over the edge. I think Jacksonville's one of those teams. I like them to win the division. Once again, past that, I'm not sure. And just one more thing that I'm a little worried about with the Jaguars and why I still think Houston is above them. Leonard Fournette has had some health concerns through college, and he's already, he's already been banged up this year. How long can you rely on him to carry the ball 25 times a game? He is a freak of nature. He is a massive running back and has all the capabilities to lead that offense. I just don't know if his legs can stay healthy through the course of an NFL season. Oh, that's a great point. I mean, that's why they went out and have Chris Ivory and TJ Yeldon. Mm-hmm. They have great backup running backs. Obviously, not so low Fournette, but we could see Fournette's carries getting a little limit on him mm-hmm. as the regular season progresses, especially if they look like they're going to be a playoff team. If they get later in the season, it seems like it's wrapped up. Fournette might not carry at all. You never know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good enough for that topic, though. Let's go on to the next one. So the Broncos have only scored 10 points in the last two games losing to the winless Giants and the last place Chargers. Now, I personally think the Broncos are in serious trouble in this division. Uh, obviously, that offense is anemic right now. Trevor Simeon has not been playing well. I think that the round game hasn't been playing to their potential after Jamal Charles looked good in the beginning, C.J. Anderson the same. They haven't been doing much. The defense is still playing great, but the Broncos in this division where Oakland, Chiefs, and even the Chargers on a three-game win streak are starting to play well, Broncos might be in trouble. What do you think, Like, I think that if they have Trevor Simeon starting at quarterback, this team is not a playoff team. When they won the Super Bowl in 2016, they were led by two quarterbacks that knew their role on the team. They knew, I just need to manage the game, not turn over the ball, and let the defense win it. This defense can still win them games, but not if the offense is giving up costly turnovers. Trevor Simeon tries too often to be Aaron Rodgers. And what I mean by that is he... He runs around outside of the pocket, tries to make difficult throws on the run, and often turn the ball over. And if they can do that, I believe that they can make a push towards the playoff run. I don't think they'll make it even with Osweiler, but I think they'd have a better chance than Trevor Simeon, who makes too many errors. I mean, I think that's you're exactly right with Simeon. I mean, Simeon, he's a guy that has decent talent in this league. He's got about average talent, and he can make throws. We've seen it before. But I think you're right. He's trying to prove too much right now. He's just trying to prove something that he's not. And that's because costly interceptions. You can never have those. I mean, he only has two TDs and three picks in his last three games. That's just not getting the job done, especially on a team like this. Uh, one thing I will say, Emmanuel Sanders going down, that's a huge loss for him. That was probably his favorite target, even over Demarius. He could rely on Sanders. I know Demarius tends to drop the ball occasionally. Obviously, you like to have Sanders. But uh, they do have some talent there. Obviously, maybe they want to make a trade or something, maybe get a better uh, wide receiver. Obviously, this is far-fetched and everything. But I'd love to see Martavis Bryant maybe over there, maybe add some element like that. And the Steelers and him are having a bad relationship, even though they say they don't want to trade him. But if they offered him the right price, I think they could go and get Martavis Bryant, whose value is at an, um, probably at an all-time low right now. Mm-hmm. You can go and get a player like him who's 
excellent. I just think the Broncos are in need of help quick. Yeah, and, and especially in a division where you said the Chiefs and the Raiders are legit playoff contenders and the Chargers are starting to win games. You know, the injuries hurt. Emmanuel Sanders hurts. Garrett Bowles to an, getting out against an already, you know, not good offensive line. You know, that spells trouble for the running game. And so I just think that they either maybe need to make some trades or make a quarterback switch and see if that helps. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to say that right now after the Broncos had success early in the season. It looked like they were going to be another great playoff run or something like that. But you got to realize that this team is still built to win now with that defense. Mm-hmm. They just need a little bit of help on offense. They can't be getting shut out or scoring 10 points against the Giants. They just got to figure out a little bit on offense. I think they'll be all right. The one thing, that, as you said, it worries me is the other three teams in the division seem to be trending up. I know the Chiefs had a little bit of problems. But um, and um, definitely just they just need to get a little bit of offensive identity. Mm-hmm. Good. So let's go to the next topic. So obviously, like we said, there's a lot of parity in the NFL right now. A lot of close competition. But who would your Super Bowl pick be right now? I know you're gonna hate this, but I'm still sticking with the New England Patriots. The Patriots do this every year. Start off the season slow. They question Brady's health, his age, the defense lacks production, and then Bill Belichick just figures it out. He is the best in the league at taking the first six weeks of the season, learning from that, and translating that into wins later in the year. He finds the right personnel, the right play calls, and by week 10 or 11, they're back to being the Patriots that we know are the best in the league. Yeah, Brady hasn't looked his best. Yes, the defense is amongst the worst in the league, but I would take that coaching staff and Bill Belichick over the rest of the league any days. Um, so like in the, the other contenders that I see, the Eagles and the Texans, I think they need more time to develop and mature. They've got really young teams and are led by young quarterbacks. I think that they can get there, but they just need to take some time. Uh, the Falcons are falling apart. I heard you talk last week about not using the running backs. The offensive scheme by Steven Sarskisian has just been awful. Can't get Julio involved. Exactly. And, and Denver's offense is too shaky. The Raiders defense to me is unreliable and the Chiefs coming off back-to-back losses, who knows what they're going to turn into. Well, I'm going to go ahead. I'm disappointed that you picked the Patriots like everybody picks the Patriots. You know, I'm just, I get tired of hearing about the <laughs> whatever. I'm going to stick with my pick in the beginning. I think the Steelers should win the Super Bowl this year. Honestly, I do. I think this is the fi- maybe the final year of Ben Roethlisberger's career. I think he should go out with a bang. I know he was having some confidence issues early in the season. But the talent around him is ridiculous, like it's been for the past three, four years. And you know what the thing that's been stepping up? The defense has stepped up a lot this year. They look a lot better. Ryan Shazier looks like another Pro Bowl season, maybe even an All-Pro. They, they just look a lot better. Joe Hayden's fit in well over there. But once again, I'll go back to the offense. Brown and Bell have just been amazing, and they've kept this offense afloat when Ben has been struggling. Brown leads the league in receiving yards at 765, and already has three TDs, including that miraculous one he had two weeks ago. Uh, Bell, I think he is the only non-quarterback player that can just completely take over a game on a week-to-week basis. They want to give him 30 touches a game, and he warrants it. I mean, he just always seems to be going forward. He always seems to make great plays. I know he's a little rusty in the beginning, but he's – He's the guy. He's the guy there, and they need to rely on him like they have. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's making good plays too. And for a third option, he has three TDs. He's the youngest player ever to do that before his 21st birthday. I mean, even Bryant, who I know he's been disappointed this season. They haven't found a way to get him involved. He's still so dynamic, and at any point he can just break a long play. And everybody knows it. 
Uh, even Eli Rogers, their fourth option. I mean, uh, Ben loved him last year when uh, a couple injuries had him out and Martavis Bryant wasn't there. Jesse James and Vance McDonald have also done a good job at the tight end position. I just think this team is too stacked to not win a Super Bowl. And, you know, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New Orleans Saints as kind of the, the toughest matchups for the Patriots on their way to the Super Bowl. Like you said, the defense of the Steelers, I think, is top three in the league. This is back to their old days of being the best defense in the league. They've done an amazing job. I just think that when it comes down to it, I don't trust any other coaching staff than Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I think that they know what they they know what they are. They know what plays to make, when to make them. They don't go out of their playbook and just make random plays to try and make it work. I know the the coaching staffs of you know Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin. They're great coaches and their staffs are amazing. I just got to stick with Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. I mean, you're definitely right. Belichick is such a good schemer. He can take players away. But the only problem, this is why I like the Steelers so much to beat the Patriots. They have too much talent to game scheme sometimes. Sometimes you can't take away all of them. You can't take away Brown. You take away Brown, then Bell's going to go off. You take away Bell and Brown, then you have Juju Smith-Schuster and Marvin Tavis Bryant to possibly go off. Ben can beat you through the air. They have so many options that Belichick can only limit so much. And their talent shines through every single game. And I just think that they're, it's just too much talent for them to waste it like this. I think if Ben's going to go out, he needs to go out with this Super Bowl. And I think this is the year. Well, Ben, we just got some breaking news here. Uh, apparently, Martavis Bryant has just got demoted to the scout team. So that's obviously a huge, huge development here. Uh, a player of his talent, the struggles he's had, and his vocal um, disapproval of how the Steelers have used him. This is huge. What do you think, Blake? I honestly, you know, Coach Tomlin came out and said he's not available available for, for trade. They're not going to trade him. He said that yesterday, and they made that clear. Demoting him, I believe, in a sense, is trying to make him more mature, trying to make him understand that he is a replaceable value on this team. And if he wants to play, then he's got to behave respectfully. I believe that Mike Tomlin is doing the right thing. Send him down there for a week, see if he learns anything, learns his lesson. Maybe bring him up and see what that does. I mean, you're right. This is definitely a move to try to give Brian a wake-up call and show that he's not the greatest thing ever. I know that we all think that Martavis Bryant has the talent to be a number one receiver in this league and has the talent to be great, but we really haven't seen it yet. We've He's had moments of brilliance, but he had the suspension last offseason, once again showing immaturity. Mm-hmm. So I think this is actually probably going to be a good move. And if Martavis takes it the right way in the long run, it can only help the Steelers. Exactly. All right. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to get into our game picks. So me and Blake will start a new one. I know I was losing to Kevin before, but <laughs> we're going to start a blank, sh- uh, blank slate right here. So I'm going to go to the first game of the week we're going to talk about. Dallas versus Redskins. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I think that... Zeke, after you saw last week, he's definitely found his rhythm. And, you know, this may be the last week that we get to see him. We'll find out about his suspension after this week. I think he'll go out there and explode on this run defense that's a little banged up right now. You lose your first-round pick in Jonathan Allen. There's some other injuries in the secondary. I think the Dallas offense really takes advantage of this. Uh, I got to go with the Redskins. I know I'm picking with my heart and everything, but I genuinely believe this is the week that they make a stand here. Uh, The only three losses they've had are against the Eagles and the Chiefs, who are both really big competitors, maybe one and two in a lot of power rankings over the past couple weeks. And I believe that the Redskins can exploit that uh, weak secondary of the Cowboys. I think Jordan Reed had a great week this last week, and I think he has a day. All right, we're going to our next game, Carolina versus Tampa Bay. Who do you got? You know, I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. I think uh, Tampa's really struggling right now. They've got some of their stars on defense complaining about playing time. T.J. Ward has voiced his frustrations. Chris Baker has come out and said that he deserves more playing time. 
And Jameis Winston just again and again just shows that he can't be a consistent quarterback and make the right decisions. And against a Carolina defense, even if they don't have Luke Keekley, I'm sure that'll be figured out later by the end of this week. You know, that defense will pounce on him and make him uh, make some uh, stupid mistakes. Well, definitely. I mean, Carolina has been a very up and down team. I can't really get a grip, especially their quarterback Cam Newton's been the same way. You don't know which Cam's going to show up, good Cam or bad Cam. Uh, that's why I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I think that their offense really came together against a uh, tough Buffalo defense. I know they had a letdown in the end with Buffalo coming back. If Tampa Bay's defense can hold uh, Cam Newton to under 300 yards, then I think Tampa Bay wins. All right, next game, let's go with Houston versus Seattle. Who do you got? Even though I think Houston is the best team in that AFC South, it'd be it's incredibly easy to be the best team in that AFC South. I think this is the big wake-up call for Deshaun Watson for these young receivers and they're running back. I think the Seattle defense is just too much for this young team, and I think they're going to get into Sean Watson's head early and often and force him to make some terrible mistakes. Seattle's defense is all an ultimate test for any young quarterback, honestly. And it'll be interesting. Will Fuller scored five TDs in his return, but this will be a team that prides itself on not letting people get behind him. So it'll be definitely interesting to see that. I'm going to go with Seattle. All right, next game, Denver versus Kansas City, a big divisional matchup. Who do you got? i got to go with the Chiefs. I, I think... Just as we said before, Trevor Simeon, his decision-making is off. Uh, Kansas City has proven to be one of the top teams in this league, offensively, defensively. They can do a lot to disguise you. Andy Reid is one of the top coaches in the NFL, and I think they'll just flatten this Denver. Uh, yep, I would have, I'd have to agree with you on this one, too. I think Kansas City's way too talented to lose three games in a row. And Denver playing the way they are, I, can't, I don't even know if they're going to score ten points. Uh, who knows? All right, next game, Oakland versus Buffalo. Final game we'll be picking. Who you got? I'm going to go with the Bills. I think they've got some pretty impressive wins over the past few weeks. I know Oakland is feeling it right now. Cooper found his rhythm last week. And, you know, they're starting to realize that Marshawn Lynch can't be that every down back for them. So their offense is figuring it out. But uh, I like Tyrod Taylor's ability to move out of the pocket. And he's done well with these receiving cores. And I'm not too high on the Raiders' defense, so I'm going to take the Bills in this one. Well, that's not a bad pick, but I think I'm going to go with Oakland. I think they won last week. It's going to carry a lot of momentum. I think this team is too talented to miss out in the playoffs this year. I think they're going to start to go on a run. All right, guys. Well, I think that'll be it for today. Uh, great first show with you, Blake. Um, glad you could join us, and we'll see you next week, guys. Glad to be here. See you guys.